Well, here we are. It's the middle of June, and we are still at the beach. And this time, we have another Puritan along, another Thomas, actually. This is Thomas Brooks. And like Thomas Watson, he too was a student at Emmanuel College. When he entered Emmanuel College, Cambridge in 1625, among his classmates was none other than John Milton. Well, after he graduated, he went on to be a chaplain of a military fleet for about a decade or so. This meant significant travel. And then in the 1640s, he ends up being a minister in London. Around 1650, he started preaching and then officially installed at St. Margaret's, Fish Street Hill, London. He, like Thomas Watson and so many other Puritans, was technically ejected in 1662 from this pulpit, but it appears that he continued to preach and he also continued to write. He was married. He married Martha Burgess. They had no children. She died in 1676. Three years later, he remarried to Patience Cartwright. They were married for several months, and then in 1680, Thomas Brooks died. Well, back in 1652, he published his book, Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices. Let's get a handle on that title. Let's go to the end of it first, Satan's Devices. Brooks observes that we must pay attention to four things or we will be thrown off course in this Christian life. First, we must study our Lord. We start with Christ and who he is. Secondly, we must study the scripture. We must know God's word. We must study it. We must meditate upon it. We must make it part of our mental furniture. Thirdly, we must know our own hearts, our own dispositions, our own weaknesses, our own vulnerabilities. And then finally, we must know Satan's devices. Brooks got that word from Paul. In 2 Corinthians 2.11, Paul says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. While following that lead, Brooks does not want us to be ignorant, but he wants us to know about Satan's devices. Brooks tells us that Satan has many devices to fit all sizes of people. Satan has many temptations tailored fit for a variety of dispositions and a variety of circumstances. Make no mistake about it, Brooks says, Satan is indeed a roaring lion. He's clever. He's malicious. He's a true enemy of God, and he's a true enemy of God's people. But there's not only Satan's devices. There are precious remedies. In fact, every device not only has a precious remedy, it has multiple remedies to speak to it, which is to say that God's word is not only equal to the task, it is equal and then some. Remember that old lion's mouth you would use to represent greater than or lesser than in equations? Well, the lion's mouth is definitely open towards precious remedies. They are greater. Let me just give you one example, and this comes early on in the book. Brooks tells us that one of Satan's devices is to lead us to think that sins are not a big deal. They are just little things. Ah, saith Satan, Brooks tells us, it is but a little pride, a little worldliness, a little uncleanness, a little drunkenness, etc. As Lot said of Zoar, it is but a little one, and my soul shall live, from Genesis chapter 19. 
Well, what is the precious remedy? The precious remedy, according to Thomas Brooks, is first, solemnly consider that those sins which we are apt to account small have brought upon men the greatest wrath of God. Do you remember what Dr. R.C. Sproul said? Sin is cosmic treason. Well, there is no such thing as a little sin. Don't be caught by Satan's device here to manipulate our thinking and to diminish what in fact sin is. That's Thomas Brooks reminding us of Satan's devices and even more importantly, reminding us of those precious remedies. And I'm Steve Nichols and thanks for joining me and Thomas Brooks at the beach here at Five Minutes in Church History.